Forever in Electric Dreams and Blue and Green Radio present a 90s State of Mind podcast. Radio in a 90s state of mind. Welcome to blueandgreenradio.com. Howdy gang, welcome to another episode of the 90 State of Mind podcast. My name's Emron, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, we have a really, really great episode for you today. Before we uh, dive in uh, to that a quick reminder that uh, if this is the first time you're catching this podcast series that this uh, the 90 state of mind podcast is a collaborative project between blue and green radio and forever in electric dreams.com uh, each episode uh, sees uh, myself based in london in the uk and Rhonda based in san jose california uh, sees us basically celebrate and discuss and dissect etc a different um, album released within the 90s we kind of focus within a um, within a kind of neo soul R and B uh, hip hop uh, kind of um, uh, realm, shall we say? Um, but we're, we're we're always open to diversifying. Uh, so we've had past um, uh, past artists that we've kind of covered in this series have been for everything. We've done loads from uh, Aaliyah to Brandy to Tevin Campbell, uh, Diggable Planets, Michael Jackson. Uh, Maxwell so we've got so much more that we're kind of really keen to present to you guys as well so I uh, hope you'll you'll continue to uh, journey with us as we as we say celebrate uh, the wonderful music that came out uh, today's episode this month's episode sees us jump in to uh, discuss Bobby Brown and his third solo studio effort entitled Bobby uh, released on MCA records in 1992 uh, I won't set up anything further than that because as soon as our conversations kind of in singles and years etc etc so um i'll i'll i guess I'll, I'll i'll just leave it there um regular listeners will know we feature two songs uh per episode ronda picks the closing number but i have the luxury of picking the opening one and uh from the 14 tracks on offer for uh bobby brown's bobby album i'm thinking in this specific moment in time the song that i think will be a nice introduction uh to the album will be da, 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 loving you down i'm gonna go with loving you down so if you've never heard the album uh, it's such a cool project, a really, really great one from Wonder uh, to for us to, to discuss. So we have a few, lots of episodes coming up as well. So please feel free to visit us at foreverinelectricdreams.com and blueingreenradio.com. Uh, I very much hope you guys enjoy the episode, and thank you, gang. Yeah. 
Welcome, friends, to tune in to another episode of the 90 State of Mind podcast. Uh, we have an excellent, excellent topic uh, today. Rhonda and myself will be dissecting, analyzing, celebrating um, Bobby Brown uh, and uh, his third solo studio album. Uh, entitled Bobby, uh, released 25th of August 1992 uh, through MCA Records. Um, oh gosh, there's so many accolades to this album. Uh, uh, peaked at number two on the US Billboard 200 album charts, uh, number one on the on the uh, Billboard R&B album charts. It was in the top 10 albums in Sweden, New Zealand and Australia, double platinum selling uh, Grammy nominated for Humping Around and one of the most staggering statistics for this. I know we we mentioned this earlier for another album, but it was this album spawned not just six singles, but singles ranging from the years ninety two to ninety five. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? I've never yes. encountered that. Who was this? <laughs> Who's got? Oh, who was this? This oh MCA Warner Brothers is salivating for that kind of. Right. Who, what was the yeah. album that we we mentioned that had six? Oh. Was it six singles? Was it Tevin? I think it was Tevin. We have to go back and check. I think Tevin had a long run too. Yeah, uh, or Brand- for- Oh, maybe or maybe it was Brandy. I think it, it may might have been, been Brandy. Brandy. Yeah, it was one of those last yeah. two ones that that we what we did. But yeah. this is from the years ninety two to ninety five. Yes, that is. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that. Um uh i guess um so i let's let's defer to yourself uh this is uh your pick and it's a really interesting pick i'm curious as to why um this was something you wanted to discuss well i um well we had another choice but we're postponing that conversation it's coming so i was researching you know we always have this discussion afterwards about, hey, who we're going to talk about next. And so <laughs> um, I had, I don't know, I don't know if it was something new edition I was watching or something. And um, my prerogative clicked. And I was like, oh, wait, is this during the 90s? So I went to go research Bobby right. Brown, right? Because at that, when he broke away from new edition, and he, you know, Don't Be Cruel came out. That really cemented him as a, a solo artist. And I thought, oh, okay. But then I'm like, no, 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 that's that was not 90s. So I was like, okay, well, let's look at, for one, to see where he was. And so when I saw Bobby was there and I saw the tracks, I was like, oh, okay. If when this was something I would pitch to you, there's another group I just thought of subsequently which we'll talk offline but uh i thought okay um because of his infusion with um new jack swing and r&b and i think this could have also been an offshoot of tevin our conversation with Mm, tevin and just how r&b had started changing through the 90s right and bobby had his influence on some of that especially with uh, the new Jack swing aspect of how um, mm-hmm. those two genres came together. So I thought, well, I'll just keep this, you know, as a possible topic. And you're like, Hey, you got any ideas? I said, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do have one. <laughs> and you're like, let's do it. So I'm like, okay, let's do it. So, yeah. 
It's a great, it's a really interesting pick because yeah. it's one of those ones where there's lots to talk about around it um, right. as well. I mean, what was your, what are your memories of Bobby Brown kind of back then? Like he, I've, I mean, I, well, it's funny because one of the things that I've, you know, in, in kind of researching it, mm-hmm. there's kind of, I think it was like when we did the Aaliyah episode okay. where I realized, wow, my, my perception was distorted a little bit. Like one of the things that I thought had happened was that I thought Timberland had broke with Genuine with the bachelor oh. first. And I, I, you know, and I thought then he did Aaliyah's album, but it wasn't, that was the other way around. You know, he, he actually went with the Aaliyah one in a million album came first. And that made me like, Oh my gosh, hang on. <laughs> Everything I kind of thought, you know, the domino effect was completely wrong. Um, okay. And it was, when I'm kind of looking at the, this, this Bobby album, you're kind of looking at it and thinking, Oh, like I always thought Bobby Brown sort of had the nineties in his back oh, pocket. Yes. Right. And it was kind of like the late eighties, early nineties. Yes. Right. It was because some, uh, there's a lot this, this album, I don't think this album's necessarily divisive or, or controversial or anything, but I thought this album was better received or better remembered maybe than it was. Um, Cause oh, you read a lot yeah. of stuff online where people are saying, Oh, half of it's filler. And I, I don't, I think it's great. I think it's a really great album. And I hadn't heard it for a really long time, but it's sort of not, I mean, you're following the Don't Be Cruel right. al- album, and that's that's hard. Mammoth. Yeah, 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 that's Mammoth. And yeah. um, in my research, there's this guy, he gave a good quote about about this album. He's like, if, if you love Don't Be Cruel, it's almost impossible not to love Bobby, right? Right. It's like, um, it it's... Like, don't be cruel, but it's better and more fun was what his take was on it. And there's aspects of that, right? Um, I had seen an interview um, on Bobby, his view of this album, where it he just thought it was more funkier than don't be cruel. And it was just more of of what he felt was himself in in this particular project. So it was interesting to hear his take on it, right? But when you have like a 12 million sold album, it's hard to say, oh, you know, what's it's, it's even though this is his third album, when you follow an album that big, it's almost like a sophomore thing. How do you follow it? Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was a great project. I think if you're comparing like Don't Be Cruel to this, then you could. I guess you would say these are fillers, but if you just take it on its own merits, it's a good, it's a really good album. So, uh, mm. you know, Bobby in and uh, his work with L.A. Reid, Babyface and Teddy Riley, it's hard to to not have something good when you get those two behind you. So, yeah, you know, he kind of yeah. obviously continues his Babyface uh, oh, connections yeah. from mm-hmm. Don't Be Cruel. Uh, right. Teddy Riley's new to the camp uh, with with Bobby, though, isn't it? For this album, is that right? I think. He oh is. no, no, no! I think Bobby and uh, Teddy was on the Don't Be Cruel. Was Teddy on he, the Don't Be Cruel? Wow. Yes, and then he and he carried over to this project. So oh my gosh, yeah, right. yeah, he didn't. He's like, don't if it's if it's not broke. <laughs> don't yes. fix so he pulled him over <laughs> um and then in that you know you you get 
L.A. Reid and Babyface to make your intro song, right? Right, right. Which was the 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 attention grabber when it dropped, right? Because I remember the song and the video and everything. So he also had good videos. So that's another thing for Bobby at this time. Um, and I think that, you know, having the background with New Edition and then going into his own thing, knowing how to use that medium with his music, you know, got him, you know, continued his fan following to this project. Mm. I would say that. Yeah. Do you, yeah, do you have but... memories of Bobby uh, at the time, like back then? Was he someone who, you know, was a real kind of uh, go-to kind of guy for you or in terms of, oh, new Bobby Brown album, I've got to get it sort of thing? Or yeah, what were your yeah. feelings with Bobby in that, at that period? Well, because he came from New Edition. I was a New Edition fan growing up. Right. So when he came out, um, especially with Don't Be Cruel, then, like I said, that solidified him as his, on his own. And so... Yeah, I totally was following him. So um, when his humping around video dropped, uh, I, then I was like, okay, I, you know, I'll I'll pick this up too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's the album cover is a little different, but it's you know <laughs> just him, and 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 um, and and then that's that. I guess that's just him saying it's him, his. Fairness, I don't know, but um, just giving you him on his terms, I guess we could say on that. But mm. um, and then I remember too, because this is I did some research. This is right around um, his marriage his, to Whitney Houston, so right. that kind of magnified the whole event. And then their their track together, uh, something in common, which is yeah. a great track. And I actually thought this was. Um, and a baby face track. Nope, it's Teddy. So Teddy, right. he wrote it. It was like really good. So, um, so uh, what was funny is that when Bobby said he went into the studio to sing with her, he was like, I can't sing with her because he's such a great uh, vocalist. So he's like, you do your thing. And he left to let her do her pieces of the song. Right. And then when she was done and left, then he went in and did his, and then they, they brought it together. So, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Right. I I, this is the year that they got married, isn't it? Yeah, so they got mm. married, and then he dropped his album. So, right. yeah. Yeah, it's... um. It's yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the the, the album cover was something I was going to ask because yeah. like I don't get it. Like, there's no back uh, to it. He has no. sleeves. Is there a front? Like- I would think, no. I think it's. I think it is. I think it is. Um, I would deviate off topic and talk about our our, our shared uh, musician about having backs out and stuff. But we're not going to go down that down that rabbit hole. I'm just not. <laughs> Because I've seen him perform and, you know, it's more expected. Right. Of, I'll just say it's more expected yes. for Prince than, say, Bobby Brown. And that's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's an attention grabber. I'll say that. I'll, it is. I'll, I always that. thought that, the, yes. that having sort of the name on the hat was was a really cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like it was. 
yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just because it's not like necessarily from like arrogance that he's got his name there. It's just it's sort of that's the name of the album, and I always right. thought that that was a, that made it a very very cool kind of uh, album cover uh, as well. So yeah, I, I I like the album cover. It was just sometimes when you when you you always just sort of accept it for what it is, but when you look at it, you're like. I don't get it. Like, it's just right. sleeves. Right. <laughs> like, is there a front? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping so. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but so it was, yeah. Good. It's, it, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of, a, yeah, it's an interesting period because, as you said, it's, it's well past new edition. I think he, yeah. I don't know if there's any debate. Like, you know, there were reports that he was kicked out of new edition, and there was reports where he left. But that was like in '86, and um, the "Don't Be Cruel" was the breakthrough. Oh uh, yeah, it was his second album, mm-hmm. but that was the one that kind of made him a, a mega star. And then he exactly. has that awesome Ghostbusters. Um, yeah that one shoot. too oh, yes, I loved yes that yes, record yes, yes. that, that was, was the good. first yeah that was the probably the first one uh like bobby brown tune where i just thought oh like uh, just as an obsessive i was super young and i just i loved that record um, yeah and i always a get track. a buzz from yeah i always love when people say oh i love that, <laughs> that on our own song from ghostbusters uh but yeah so he goes from that and then there was apparently a shelved album uh, which oh. is really interesting yeah which was due out in 1990 um originally called mystical magic uh oh. but it, it was it was shelved and no one specifically knows why but i think there was a single that he performed on mtv called tap into my heart and okay. um but yeah i don't know i don't know how that the fact that that was shelved how that Im- impacted this record i don't know if there were songs oh. from that album that maybe transitioned over maybe this album wouldn't exist if that Ooh. album had come out so it's it's interesting but um, I don't know if there was any kind of again perceived intimidation of the album that follows "Don't Be Cruel," because that's again it's a it's a daunting task, I imagine. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a well. People watching, listening. Excuse me, people listening. If you have it, share it. That's all. <laughs> the request is out there in the universe. Let us know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you mentioned that, um, like the Something in Common song. Actually, it's a Mm -hmm. great point because you, you know, it it does sound like the Babyface song, doesn't it? But there's a lot of it, actually. I was listening to, I can't remember what song it was, one of the early numbers. And I was like, oh, there's Teddy Riley. But no, that's Babyface. Yes. Like, like humping around. I never would have thought it was a Babyface song. Right, 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 right. Right. Um, And... It's because it, it sounds almost like it, it's something that you would expect from the Don't Be Cruel because it's got the tempo right. and everything, right? It's right. the dancing and, and um, the upbeat, upbeat uh, tempo. And then I was like, oh, really? Okay. Um, <laughs> so um, I would have almost, if we had a bit before, and I would have said that was Teddy. So yeah, I would have lost yeah. that one. Come on.
but um, you know, yeah, they kicked it off, and that was the, the the strong single out the box. So they they really came out with that one. Yes, um, that's right. So there's so there's really six good. singles, uh, mm-hmm. as you said. So humping around, as you say, uh, was was the the first one. Uh, good enough, good enough. Interesting choice for second, I have to say. Um, right. Uh, Get away, which I love. Uh, it's a yes. great song. Uh, that's the way love is. Number four, something in common. Number five. Yeah. Very unusual. I thought that would have yeah. been a strong contender for first, or if not second, single. Um, well, maybe they just want to give some distance with Whitney, you know? Because I mean, they literally got married, and then it, this album came out. I'm like, wow. Okay, so you know, and mm. I, I think maybe. Um, if you have humping around, then you milk that for as long as you can, right? Because yeah. you know they did that for most of the summer, uh, yes. and then came out in the fall. So I I don't know, and it could have been um, we don't know what's going on in Whitney's camp either. That you know they wanted oh, to great see point. how long yeah. the album could yes. go on its own and then release it, so it's not just oh, you know. I, I mean, they it was a great enough song, so it wasn't like oh one was needing the other to ride on yeah. coattails or anything like that. It was a great, great song. Hmm. But maybe they just, I don't know, didn't, you know. It still came out and hit, though, so I was like, hmm. wow. I mean, when you, you know, and that was, what, in 93, December of 93, that came crazy. out. So that's like that's over crazy. over years, of, and they, they came out with that one. <laughs> can't believe how long singles were coming out for, the, oh, for like this album or back then that's amazing you can't even get that now no. <laughs> you could be like uh you, you know let a year and a half go by on spotify they'll <laughs> yeah. drop you from the list okay what? Yeah. <laughs> sad times okay so yeah, yeah. 
so this is this is this is post bodyguard, isn't it? I was trying to. I've just I just thought of it because I think Bodyguard's like nineteen ninety. Oh, oh, that's check. a good. I don't know. That's a good trivia question right there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try to look it up, but yeah, um, um, yeah. I mean to. I mean, yeah. I mean, you've got ultimately you've just married one of the, well, the biggest star of the planet. I probably at that point, right? I mean, from bodyguard she was 92 you know, that's probably no it came out in 92 so wow that's a oh, lot okay. going on in this year for these two so maybe they waited right right yeah because that one's not gonna be this song is great but i will always love you killed it so yeah no he you you let that just ride out until yeah. the wheels fall off and then you <laughs> yeah yeah we'll we'll release this other this other track now um yeah wow i mean that's a good good job there sir so yeah <laughs> um yeah because you don't you don't really want this song to be in her shadow of her stuff right yeah you just let that one sit for a minute and then yeah. bring it out okay that's that seems yeah better yeah that's you're, you're right that's probably why why well, I, I yeah i mean she's mm-hmm. she's she was mega busy. Uh, oh yeah, back then, obviously, post bodyguard, that was you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That made her mega star, didn't it? So, oh, it did. That movie was really big. That soundtrack was big. So the yeah, that no. was huge. Yeah, yeah. Little kids still singing that and stuff now. So um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it's amazing to see. Like, um, good enough was great. I like that track um getaway i really enjoyed too so that's yeah, a great number um that was a good one to come out with um that's the way love is i mean it was a, it's a actually to see bobby as an artist this gave him more of a, a range of his abilities to uh showcase not just his fast dancing songs but ballads and things too right mm. So I guess that's that's where he was saying it was more personal, I guess, on this one, right? Yeah, I think he's actually credited um, for quite a bit of writing as well, probably more so than previous albums mm-hmm. uh, as well. So there's, yeah, it, it, it was certainly probably more personal in that context as well. Um, uh, actually, one of the songs I was always I was curious about was what you thought of um, Till the End of Time, and not one of the singles, but um, I was just curious because there's, it's, I feel like I really like that song, but there's almost an element of, I don't know, it's almost cheesy in a way, just sort of the, the, the kind of dancey-esque kind of production of it. I was curious whether, whether that was a song well, you kind of thought was okay or not.
Well, because uh, that's the one that has Rakim on it too. So I just, I don't know if you just put it, you know, you get an opportunity to have them in the studio. So yeah. you, you put it together because when else are you going to be able to, to do a project with him, right? Right. That's not um, the one I would have picked for him though. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's true too, but um, <sighs> I don't know, man. I mean... I mean, I even like the two gospel songs, but on a project, I didn't know if those, those were the two that were the ones I was like, I don't know if they fit as well with the right. whole project. Right. And so that that's where I'm thinking, yeah, you're right. Even with uh, Till the End of Time, is it as cohesive, you know, mm. from start to finish? Hmm. But, you you know, you get to say that you were in the studio with Rakim. Yeah. And you got to do something with him. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that yeah, I, I have to agree with you on on your your take on. But that I do like it. I genuinely effect. do like it, but part of it is a bit like, hmm, I'm not sure right? It's not as right as yeah. Well, it wasn't the single, so you know, um, you just want to have a certain kind of flow, and that one has its own its own uh, vein. We'll put it where it just goes off a little bit. Right. So, yeah. It's funny you mentioned uh, yeah. the the gospel kind of mm-hmm. aspect. That was that was like one of the most staple things of nineties R and B, wasn't it? You could do ten, twelve tracks of you know very crude and <laughs> um, right. kind of sex driven stuff, but you throw that gospel number on at the end, <laughs> and, <you're> like, <laughs> and everything's right as right again. I balanced it. This is for all the stuff on Don't Be Cruel and looking <laughs> around. We need to balance that out. But I'm your friend. Okay. So, and, <laughs> and, I, and I love the whining. So I'm like, this is a great thing. It's just like, this is like you're serving penance for the earlier part of the album. So, okay. I got you. Okay. It was, it was, um, I love the intro as well to that song. They're kind of, they're, they're just their exchange. And I think, was it Bobby who says, find, <laughs> he says finding friends is hard in the 90s. <laughs> I know. so hard in the 90s. Is you've been accused of being up and around it. That's what's going on. <laughs> Debbie, you know, I really treasure your friendship. And I really treasure yours, Bob. You know, good friendships are hard to find these days, in the 90s. Yes, they are. I'm glad I got a friend in you. Hey, and I'll be there. And did you know, Bobby, a friend sticks closer than a brother? Yeah, Debbie, and that's what I call a, a true friendship. Well, can we sing about this? Let's do it. I'd love to.
That could of course, have been he's it, yeah. not doing it because he just married Whitney, but right. still, still, yeah. still, you know, it's kind of hard when you get the reputation, sir. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the, I would, um, the one that really was mm, just a little bit was College Girl. It was, it was okay. Right. That one, mm, but, you know, um, because it was kind of, I mean, and then I was like, you married to Whitney Houston and you're singing College Girl. So I was like, ah, uh, but okay, mm. fine. Um, but, yeah. you know, he wrote it. I, I don't know, you know, what, what the the inspiration was for that. But to me, it was that was another one for me where it's just not as cohesive with the rest of the project, but okay. Yeah. You gave me for, you know. 14 songs, uh, who's crying? I can't give 14 songs now, so okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. And this yeah. isn't this this album isn't followed by, like, another solo effort for, like, four years, I think. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, there were still well, three years of releasing singles. Exactly. So. <laughs> I was like, that's part of it. It's like, don't touch it. We still got one more song. <laughs> Think you can do something now? Okay, <laughs> it's yeah. It's such a. I, yeah, I'd love to have known what the. You can look like Prince on the cover. Don't yeah. give us trouble. The releases, okay. <laughs> but well, I say that's another thing. I mean, you say don't give us trouble. I mean, the, again, I actually thought Bobby's kind of trouble years were. I seem to remember them being a little later. But I, I kind of, you know, I'm reading stuff. They kind of, I'm not going to read it out, but yeah. they had kind of his rap sheet. And, um, you know, he was getting in trouble with the law from like 1990. Mm. Um, and I, I was surprised. I didn't think that he was sort of having those kind of difficulties that early. I thought it was a lot later. Um, but yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's like, you know, just... When, sometimes when you get fame quick, you know, you can feel like you're on top of the world, untouchable, until you start to do things where the world catches up with your choices and lets mm -hmm. you know, mm-mm, new, new, you know. Um, and he, uh, I, I know even like for some of his concerts, because you know he was very, uh, how do I want to say this? Because flamboyant really isn't the word. Um, <laughs> it's I'll a good just word, though. Very... It's a good diplomatic <laughs> word, in a way. <laughs> During his performances, especially with Don't Be Cruel and stuff, and mm. humping around. And so there. what's funny is a lot of things that we thought were very oh, earlier, like tame now. You're like, oh. Yeah. You know, compared to some of the stuff we see, you know, in the movies or on tv or even other songs i'm like wow this this is this is nothing this is like it's watered it seems watered down now versus yeah. back then it was like this big brouhaha so i know he had some of that backlash too you know but he uh he was able to navigate through so i'll mm. give him that but yeah um yeah you know there's that Jay-Z lyric I remember from one, uh, I think the song he did with uh, about fame with Coldplay. And he says, uh, oh, everybody yeah. wanted to be Bobby Brown, but to be Bobby then, you have to be Bobby now. And right. um, I, that was uh, obviously, a, <laughs> it's a pretty unfair comment. <laughs> but well, 
um, yeah, sort of Bobby at that point, I guess Bobby Brown had, I guess he, you know, his personal life sort of just overshadowed kind of yes. a lot of him, him as a music, as an artist in his own right. And he kind of went from R&B star to rapper Bobby Brown um, and to, to stay in that kind of attached exactly. itself to that terminology. And um, uh, yeah, like I said, though, I, I, I think I thought there was more. I mean, you know, I we open this reading the the accolades of of the album, so you know, but I think the label deemed it having massively underperformed in relation to oh. its predecessor. So, it, you know, it it yeah, it did hit big, but again, you know, to follow up something like "Don't Be Cruel," it's it's you know certainly very very difficult, and he doesn't seem like he's tried to emulate it you know he's built on the new jack swing kind of elements right. but i suppose even now we're looking at kind of the twilight years of new jack swing i was and- gonna say that yeah exactly right um mm-hmm. but if we're talking about new jack you have to include bobby brown because of like the don't be cruel and everything and this album because yeah. it it's almost the life of of new jack's new Jack, excuse me new jack swing in in its influence in the genre right Mm. so um yeah i mean yeah Mm. teddy he's he's had his own mark on this as a producer he's really good um but yeah I, i think some of the things that that bobby you know away from uh performing some kind of um took the the spotlight and I think you're right. See, the the thing is, is record companies, when you have an album like Don't Be Cruel that just blows up, hey, can you do that same album again? (laughs) You're like, that's not going to happen. But what I will do is tap into the things that were good in that album Mm -hmm. in terms of style-wise. But yeah, if you're thinking you're going to get Don't Be Cruel part two no that, that wasn't gonna happen mm. but uh, and that's so that's what i'm saying you know if you're going to compare it to this then it's definitely not going to be seen as as popular or as big as that album right but you very rarely do you get that consistency you know for an artist to just be 12 million 12 million 12 million you know you know michael jackson he wants his albums back so you know you know it's very few <laughs> artists single you know groups you two i mean they're rolling stones they're you know groups who yeah. can but it's rare right to have the magnitude hits and then to do them back to back so yeah good luck but, yeah i always used to i i i'm moving forward about nearly uh, 30 years now but okay it's like yeah. it's like Adele like I mm-hmm. often think about like when she has a new record coming out and she kind of hits she tends to open like the first single was like the giant power ballad yeah. right. and it's like it becomes even bigger than the one from the last album you know and I was just sort of like I look at it and just think how you know I, 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 does she go into making an album with that pressure because she has to have a lot of pressure on her, you know, and th- that so. kind of notion of th- like, does she, does she even feel that she has creative freedom because there's an expectation of what Adele music is and yeah. where, where is that line of 
this is what I want to make. And then this is what people want me to make. But then if you make what they want you to make, how do you make it different? Or, or, you know, how do you um, sort of up it a level from what you did last time? Because at some point in the blink of an eye, you'll be celebrated, but then it will be oh, another Adele power ballad thumbs down. <laughs> and it's difficult, isn't it? I can't even think again, we'll talk about that pressure. But, right. Um, yeah. You know, Oh no, she definitely has it. If, she may not say it. I haven't done any research on that, but um, you know the record company is looking mm-hmm. at it, right? Because when you get an artist like that who can, you know, generate that kind of consistency, right? Then you you expect it, right? <laughs> Whether you should or not is irrelevant. It's what happens. Um, and so you, you try and get some distance between the last one and the, the next one so that you can, I guess, regain some perspective and, and live some life so that you have some, something to, to pull from, from right. your art when you go back to create something. But I mean, if you're going to be seen on the level of, let's say, a Celine Dion in terms of these monster ballads, yeah. They, yeah. They're looking for it, you know, so. Um, I wonder what and, the perception would be if she just sort of said, um, you know, I want Missy Elliott to produce my next album. Would it be a case of whatever you say? Yeah, we trust you. Or would it be a case of no, <laughs> like that makes no sense uh, at all. So it's kind of, yeah, I don't know. I would love to see that actually, because I'm sure Missy could pull something off for her. Right. But. Uh, the record company would have a conniption fit. Let's just be honest. <laughs> We're not doing that. Mainstream radio would go insane, wouldn't they? Be like, what? Well, I don't know about mainstream radio. They may want to hear it. I'm saying, will the record company give her the money to right. do it, right? Uh, and that's that's where uh, your fame can, can pigeonhole you, right? Right. Into this is what you do, right? And um, maybe some of that came over. But Bobby was smart enough to say, even if it was coming over from Don't Be Cruel, I'm going to go with the person who got me here in terms of production. So we're going to go with Teddy Riley because I trust him. We're going to do something good together. Um, But I don't think he was pigeonholed. I think that when you get like an Adele or um, what we know about Prince with Purple Rain and, and Warner, where they just wanted the same thing because it was so huge if a success can we follow it up with the same thing just Mm -hmm. i don't you know just go in let's be cookie cutter but that's not creative right so there's a fine line to be able to uh give the record company what they want stay true to whatever it is that you want to do as an artist and you know create you know Mm -hmm these monster things without being pigeonholed where you're still making you know ballads 30 years from now unless you know that's what you enjoy doing it's great all right Mm. i mean on the note of being say pigeonholed though yeah do you think that teddy ever felt you know when he's kind of he must you know he had that he's in his his peak kind of at this point Mm. do you think he ever looked at the the kind of the landscape and he's like wow swing beat is kind of fading out now and you know uh, uh, am i going to be able to adapt i mean the second black street album 
was another level now that's right. not what i would have called a swing beat album but that was a yeah. huge project at the time that was a mammoth selling project but i mean teddy didn't really extend beyond the 90s really did he with his own music making no well but you have to think too um there's a I, I mean, he put himself at a position where he could say, what do I want to do? Hmm. You know, he gets to do it on his terms, right? So, um, and I don't know. I mean, when you're able to create something that you know has like a a, a, a huge impact on the on music as a whole, right? Because that, that's a whole new genre that you say that you had an imprint right, on creating. Right. Yeah. I don't know how you follow that up. Right. And 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 if you did it and you did it to, to the level that he did it, you could just not have to work. Right. So he could go off and become because, you know, when you watch him in his interviews, he's all very humble and Zen. You know, he he could have went to see Dalai Lama. I don't know. But um, he, he's certainly put himself in a position where if he wanted to create music, he could, or he could just live his life. Right. Yeah. So, cause what you, I don't know. Sometimes when you get to leave on top and you actually do, that's a good thing. Mm. Right. You know, some people don't always do that. And you're like, Hmm probably should have left on top but you don't yeah. know until you do that next project and you're like oh no <laughs> shelf it okay <laughs> so, <laughs> you know um so you know it's interesting but you're right i mean the 90s aren't the 90s without new jack swing right because right? right. that's the imprint but but then you know toward the end of the 90s you have hip-hop exploding the way it is and and it's going off in its own direction so do you just say okay that's good all right i'll just you know take a step back which is what he kind of did so yeah yeah it must be interesting yeah. as you say though he, he he you know he had a strong hand if not you know the biggest hand certainly in kind of creating this 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 genre and and, and putting mm -hmm. it on his back in many ways as right. well he didn't just create it and walk away he nope. you know he he he's the the, the primary name um yeah. in, in regards to that genre during its entire existence really but yeah. i suppose it's that ability to kind of adapt Yes. And also to stay ahead, though, as well, because you can become it's that point where you go from I used to say this about Michael in relation to his early projects and his later ones. But mm -hmm. you go from setting the trends, which he did. And mm -hmm. if you look at when he aligned with Quincy, that was like yes. that made no sense on paper you know and but look at the look what it birthed a holy right. trinity of of r&b and pop albums um, correct but then his later records it's almost like he stops and looks around and says who's hot right now will i am's hot i'll work with him i'll work with akon i'll work with neo and it's like right. you're not setting the trends anymore you're following no, them you're following them but to his point he was able to work with them so that the the, the tracks that they did make we're very Michael, but you're mm -hmm. right. There has to be, um, and that happens a lot also in tech. Like when you start out, um, 
as a, a young company, uh, you're the trendsetter. You have right. to be, or or you're you're not going to make it. But when you get at a certain size of a company, a mammoth uh, a mammoth size, you don't get to be the trendsetter anymore because it's just it's just too much if you're wrong. Yeah. So, but what you have to do is quickly adapt to what you assess is the thing that people want, right? If you can do that, then you get to stay current, right? Mm. Because you're not on the bleeding edge anymore. You just, I think there's, there's a distance that pushes you away. I don't know if it's the bureaucracy or whatever, but you just bigger, you move slower. You're not in touch with what's going on right on the street or right, right on right. what everybody's doing. It's, it just happens. It's just a thing. But if you let yourself get so caught up in the ivory tower, I know in tech, if you get it wrong, you get left and you you become an afterthought. So, and, and some of that can't even happen in the music industry. One minute you're hot and the next minute, who? Okay, so, yeah. and we're not talking about the group. So, um, <laughs> you know, and you become unfortunately an afterthought or a one hit wonder. So, you do want to be able to, to to show that you can make, you know, more than one album if you can, because that solidifies yourself in this genre. Mm. Um, but yeah, at some point you've got to, because the, the music industry is fickle. One minute we like, you know, New Jack. Next minute we, we like, you know, hip hop bragging about itself being on yachts and living and partying in Central Pay. So, I mean, yeah. you know, and then, you know, um, so it's, and it can go quick too, especially in music, right? Because you're catering to an audience that, that is fickle and can change on a dime. So, mm. Yeah. So on Which, that note, though, bearing in mm-hmm. mind this is an album we both like and had it yeah. had its success, is this the album that Bobby should have been thinking forward on? Because he has oh, followed, because right. he has he has continued uh, the sort of the path that he established with "Don't Be Cruel." Now we you know we reference New Jack is sort of phasing out. This is its last years, you know, few couple years before the the kind of the era of the Devantes and and the Timberlands sort of are ushered in but right. is this genuinely the album where Bobby should have tried to look ahead Ooh. well that's a good maybe even if he had had like one or two tracks with say Timberland right who was coming into his own right around now so I don't know um yeah yeah, because he could have transitioned whoever he had mm-hmm. picked right at that time. So you could have kept Teddy, you could have kept Babyface because those projects were great. But yeah, you're right. One or two tracks from another up and coming producer or an established producer that can yeah. carry you to your next album. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. But again, it's so it's so difficult to you know. But this you're is gambling early. with a lot of money, aren't you? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> push comes this is why we're like i would love to see missy produce adele yeah anybody got money 
Yeah. Because it's it is a gamble. It's the investment, yeah. isn't it? Of of that. It's yeah. kind of you put all that money in, you pay everyone, Adele's gonna to want to be paid, Missy's gonna to want to be paid and everything. And then it's like, oh, this is not what people wanted from Adele. Um so it's right. it's yeah, and it's just you have less to, to, to gamble with the bigger the person is, I guess. You know, that's that's exactly the the point, right? Um Madonna's been able to to do this right yes. but i mean this is like very few to, so you don't get pigeonholed you push and then you have to have your fan base be open to you changing right and evolving you know prince could get away with some of that um but it's hard you know when you get you get in the lane and they don't let you change the lane yeah. So, yeah, there is that aspect. Yeah. So, yeah. I wanted to make mention of another uh, Bobby project, something that I know oh, yeah. I was, um, uh, uh, you know, it was always had in the back of my mind for us to kind of discuss for one of these episodes, but mm-hmm. his uh, uh, a reunion with New Edition um, oh, and yeah. the Home Again album, which yeah, came yeah, out yeah, in 96. Good. It's a great album, isn't it? It's such yes. a good album. There were so many great, great songs on there. Brilliant production. Um, uh, uh, Jermaine Dupree, uh, mm. uh, Lewis and Jam are on it. Puffy's on it. Uh, Poke and Tone, Trackmasters are on it. I mean, it's it's a really great 90s, quintessential 90s lineup. So many really, really great songs on it. And um, yeah, that, that must have been uh, hopefully, you know, quite a big deal for him, I guess, as well, to have kind of reconnected with them and for it to have been a huge success, wasn't it? Well, yes, and and that goes from the strength of New Edition as a group because mm. they had such a good following that, uh, and you know, you had BBD when everybody split on their projects. You know, everybody was pretty much successful enough individually so that they could come back together and do something. And you have to be your egos have to be in check <laughs> when you come back because sometimes you can't do that well. But everybody could come back. But you you did raise a point, like when you're talking about the producers for that album, how they changed, let's say, from Teddy Riley in 92, right, right to yeah. all of the other uh, great producers you, you shared, right? You know, if, if he had, oh, my God, Pharrell, oh, my God. So, because yeah. actually that would have, boom, 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 boom. He could have, he could have, Pharrell would have. Anyway, so, you know, this is, mm. you know. We're just putting yeah. stuff out. If you could play yeah, yeah. Tupac and Dido together, <laughs> let's do it. Come on, man. I'm just saying. Yeah. Bobby Brown, Pharrell, somebody. Make it happen. Well, I mean, it, to be honest, that, that's not that's not a faraway connection. I mean, Pharrell no. and Chad came up with Teddy. This so, is what I'm saying. Yeah, this, they, this they were happened. knocking around those Bobby Brown sessions, to be honest. I mean, See? This yeah. is, I, you know, I know Christmas is in December, but, you know. <laughs> make it happen for us we'd appreciate it so <laughs> yeah yeah that would put it in the yeah. universe and believe in Ron. we have to believe okay so it's gonna happen yeah. um, as, as always we like to tip our hat to accompanying remixes uh for the project yeah. and oh my gosh there are loads and i yes. they all passed me by i think i knew a couple of them but um good enough has 
has a very strange theme with their remix names. You have the extended Jeep mix. There's four deep in a Jeep. There's two deep in the back seat. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, okay, I, I haven't listened to them. I have to listen to all. I of these have to go uh, check them. I don't even. I've not even heard this. Okay. No. This sounds um, like LL Cool J's tracks, but okay, let's right. go. All right. <laughs> it All does, right. yeah. There's the the Getaway uh, single uh, issued uh, the Teddy's Club version, the Chris Stokes extended mix, the MK Club extended mix. Um, there is the That's The Way Love Is single, which had a 12-inch extended uh, club mix, the Ragamuffin mix, the Guitar Pella mix uh, as well um and there's the quiet storm version of something in common which i imagine everyone is familiar with but i think the the long lasting legacy of this album uh certainly in the uk so i'm intrigued to know if this is a single that you're as familiar with as i mean they played this on commercial radio just a couple weeks ago but the it's the k-class remix of two can play that game which is like a club mix like oh, I don't is, was that big over where you are one. as well? No, no, no. We'll 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 take that offline. We'll oh. we'll do a a a a listening party. Right. <laughs> we'll check it out. It is like I a mega poppy dance mix. Oh no! That uh-uh. is. That, I guess that was just here because it's it was huge, um, and it just it's literally. Like he he must be getting so much from it. I hope he's got a writing credit on that song. I don't have it in front of me, but like it's it like and I mean like Uber commercial radio uh, wow. kind of continued to play that. Like it was such a big like as I say like club kind of mix like dance mix of the song and um, it was yeah just ginormous and it's yeah it still continues to still in rotation still in rotation yeah and I was always curious whether that kind of transitioned over to the states as well but um, over here my gosh um, the defining number uh, yeah the K class mix of that song it's crazy yeah it's huge see what was your your take on I'm gonna have to t- I'm gonna have to get that one okay we'll we'll talk offline <laughs> this is that uh, big i gotta hear it i haven't heard it so i'll have to check oh, that I'm out so, uh, yeah i don't know yeah. if i'm surprised or not yeah it sounds like the, like something over here that would have hit big uh, but mm, okay the, yeah the, and it's, it's like it's completely like, is it is it <laughs> yeah. but you're saying poppy we're talking like that um uh, uh yeah basically oh. like it's proper like a dance you know, you used to get that on 90s R&B singles where you just have that inexplicable dance kind of mix that they would sort of tag on. And you're like, who is okay. this? Why is this here? Like, it just didn't seem like it was for the same market. Okay. Okay. It's but, almost uh, like what they tried to do with disco. Why are you doing this? I just have a disco of. song. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I got it. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to send you a link to it as well. But um, Okay. You all take um, it out. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I was just. Yeah, I was, I was curious if that was something that transitioned over to there. Were you familiar with any remixes of the album at the time? No, because I was more videos for me at that time. Right for him. So, um, I didn't even. I, I went looking for some of the remixes. So I found a couple were good, like even for something in common and uh, getaway. Um, I think there was one other one that had some remixes. Oh, um, that's the way love is had a couple. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, but I I had liked the one, the tracks from his album, so 
I just, and you know me, I usually side with the remixes, but yeah. 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 So. Oh, that's a that's a great tease. It's a great segue. Oh, I'm intrigued now. Are you are you setting up for your closer? <laughs> oh no no, you set me up for the closer. <laughs> so you know, I don't. I just go along for the ride. You know, here we go. Well, you've you've transitioned masterfully, um, oh. and I'm I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, like there's like a hundred remixes from this. <laughs> um there's it's a 14 track album um we've discussed the the highs and the lows this has been something of a divisive album sort of in, upon reflection from you know it, it it made its money but i don't think it made the money that the label wanted it to make but for any 90s enthusiasts who have never gone back to purchase this album have never sort of embraced it um what one song <laughs> Are you going to pick to cement Bobby Brown's legacy uh, into uh, the, the the pantheon of music that was the 90s? Which one are you going with, Rhonda? See, now, see, when you say it like that, <laughs> I almost want to go with Humping Around. Wow. That wasn't my pick. I was going to go with it. But I was like, I'm going to break this time <laughs> and pick a different song. Okay. just Just to, you know you know, have some suspense, but then you built me up. So I was like, what? I don't know. I just, wow. <laughs> but when I was listening to the album again, before we had our discussion, I had to stick with it. It is a remix. It is a remix. I found okay. the remix of Getaway and I just really like it. I think it's because it's got the Funkadelic uh, sample in it. And so I was just like, yeah. And it was close. It was really, really close. I I almost did it, but I'm like, nope, you picked it. You got to go with it. So I <laughs> did pick the getaway, um, the Teddy's Extended Club remix to oh, be brilliant. the, the okay. outro. Yes. Nice. Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm 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 unfamiliar with it, so I'm keen I'm keen to hear it. Oh, we're, that's, we're, that's gonna, super cool. we're all gonna go out with it, so you know it's a nice one. Awesome. I didn't uh, have the other thirty-seven, but you know we're gonna go out with this one. It's about 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 that time to make that getaway.